Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. with Wings Productions presents episode 11 of the Skylark Bell Wingspan. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. In our previous episode, Magpie overheard a strange, imaginary conversation coming from her empty dining room while she and Lucas enjoyed a dinner with Manon and Alfred Sarcel. In today's episode, we read chapter 11, The Skylark Bell in which Magpie returns to the Lark Festival with Manon and has a bizarre and terrifying experience. Now, it's time to settle in, grab a blanket and a warm drink, and let's get started. Good morning, says Manon, setting a plate of fresh strawberry crepes in front of Magpie. Wow, these look amazing, says Magpie. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I told Alfred I was making crepes. It made him quite sorry that he and Lucas had to leave early to catch the ferry, says Manon, winking at Magpie. I don't envy them. That's a lot of travel time to go pick up a rocking chair, says Magpie. Indeed, but those chairs are handmade. You can't find them anywhere else. And Alfred has always wanted one. I told him I would buy him one for his birthday, but he would have to go pick it up. I'm glad Lucas went with him. It would have been a long and lonely trip otherwise, says Manon. Magpie and Manon have decided they will spend the day at the Lark Festival. There are different activities each day, and today is the crowning of the Sky Lark Bell. There will be music and dancing, and the ceremony, it will be wonderful, Manon says her deep brown eyes twinkling with excitement. Magpie pops the last strawberry into her mouth and walks her plate to the sink. I'm ready when you are, she says, feeling her excitement building. Wonderful, I will get my shoes, replies Manon. The sun and the sea breeze come together to create the perfect temperature for a long walk outside. Magpie and Manon chat about their lives, their families, travels. If you don't mind my asking, what is your relationship with Lucas? asks Manon as they are approaching the festival. We've been very close friends for years, but recently it's turned into something more, replies Magpie, blushing slightly. She isn't sure why she feels so shy when it comes to her relationship with Lucas. If she's honest with herself, 
She has loved him from the very first day she moved to Pocket when he walked her through town. Magpie has a faraway look in her eyes as she thinks back to all that has transpired between them since that day. I'm very happy for you. It is clear to anyone who is paying attention that the two of you are very much in love, says Manon, smiling. Magpie smiles back. They have reached the gate to Goldcrest Gardens, and the sights, smells, and sounds of the Lark Festival. Here we are, says Manon, her voice taking on a childlike quality. They enter the gardens and start making the rounds. Magpie is mesmerized once again by the kaleidoscope of music and colors. She and Manon are walking off their lunch, which consisted of a multitude of fair foods, when they come upon a carnival game booth. Step right up, win a prize, shouts the man behind the counter. Come on, let's do it, says Manon, grabbing Magpie by the hand and pulling her toward the booth. She hands the man a series of tickets. We each get three tries. Just stand behind this line and throw the ball into the basket over there, she says, pointing to a small woven basket. Got it, says Magpie, her competitive spirit rising to the occasion. Magpie misses her first shot, but every ball thereafter lands directly on target. We have a winner, says the carnival barker, his voice booming. He reaches behind the counter and hands Magpie a small handmade doll. There you go, your very own Sky Lark Bell, he says. Magpie bristles at the words. Bell with an E, she reminds herself. But the words trigger a memory, something from a long time ago. Magpie isn't sure if it was a dream or a vision but she remembers seeing a woman sitting by a fireplace reading a leather-bound book with The Sky Lark Bell written in gold leaf on the cover. Sky with an E, Bell with an E. Magpie shakes out of her reverie and thanks the man. She looks down at the little doll clutched in her hand. The doll's head is made of wood and features a hand-painted face with lush pink lips and large blue eyes. The body is made of straw covered in a little white lace dress. The doll's hair is made of bright red yarn and is adorned with a silver crown made of painted twigs. I've always thought those dolls were a little creepy, whispers Manon with a wink. Come, let's go right on the carousel, she says, once again grabbing Magpie by the hand. Magpie isn't sure if it's all the food they've been snacking on or the feeling brought on by hearing the words Skylark Bell but she feels her stomach churn at the thought of going round and round on the carousel. You know, I'm going to sit this one out. I think I ate a little too much, says Magpie. Okay, I will meet you back here, says Manon over her shoulder, skipping toward the carousel. She chooses a unicorn, its face turned upward, a crown of flowers tumbling down its mane, and hops on just as the carousel starts spinning. Magpie watches, enraptured once again by the craftsmanship and rainbow of colors on each of the different creatures whizzing by. Suddenly, she notices a creature that makes her feel uneasy. It is a mermaid, her turquoise and green tail twisted behind her, her arms at her sides like they are pushing her upper body out of the water. She has long red hair cascading over her shoulders, 
and a silver crown made of twigs circling the top of her head. Her large blue unseeing eyes stare straight ahead, while her mouth hangs open as if in song. Or is it a scream? That's the Skylark Bell, says a voice behind Magpie, making her jump. Magpie spins around to see an old man in a vintage tweed suit and cap. She was the bell of the ball at the very first Lark Festival here on the Isle of Skye. They found her on the beach one day. It is said she had a voice that wasn't from this world, that she could communicate with the birds. A beautiful woman with long red hair and eyes blue like the sea. He pauses, rubbing his short gray beard with one hand, as if deep in thought before continuing. Over time, some people in the village got the idea in their head that she was actually a siren. People don't take kindly to sirens round here. He pauses again, heaving a long sigh. I'm afraid things didn't end well for the original Skylark Bell, he says, his voice trailing off. What did they do to her? asks Magpie, enthralled. Just then she hears Manon calling her name. Magpie turns to see Manon waving for her to come over. Magpie turns back to the old man, but he's already several paces away, heading toward the gate to leave. Magpie makes a mental note to inquire about the first bell of the Sky Lark Festival when she has a chance, then walks quickly over to Manon. They are going to crown this year's bell, this way, she says, leading Magpie toward a stage that has been set up at the back of the gardens where a crowd has started to form. Magpie suddenly feels very uncomfortable. Something in the air just feels off. She stops in her tracks and looks around. She has been so focused on the stage that she hasn't taken a moment to look at the crowd. Now she gazes on in horror. All around her, every person is wearing a long white lace dress, a wig of red waving hair and a silver crown made of painted twigs. As if on cue, they all start singing. Magpie starts to feel dizzy. The crowd closes in around her, swaying and singing the haunting tune. Magpie looks around desperately, trying to find Manon, and feels relief when she spots the back of Manon's head just a few paces away. Magpie clutches people's shoulders to keep herself upright as she makes her way forward. Breathless, she is about to reach Manon when she feels someone grab her arm, pulling her to the front of the crowd. Here she is, this year's Skylark Bell, shouts a woman holding up Magpie's arm. Magpie spins around, mustering every ounce of strength to not let her legs buckle underneath her. Somehow, in the past few seconds, she has been brought up onto the stage. She looks out at the crowd, a sea of women with long red hair, women who look like Farfalla, women who look like her. Magpie feels something being placed on her head. Ladies and gentlemen, the Skylark Bell, says a man's voice behind her. The crowd starts swaying in unison and singing a haunting tune. 
Magpie starts seeing stars and is resigned to the fact that she is going to lose consciousness when suddenly she feels someone take a firm hold of her hand. She turns and feels relief wash over her. Lucas, she whispers. You looked like you could use a hand, he says, winking. I don't know what happened. I was just trying to get to Manon, and all of a sudden I was up here, and everyone looks like Farfalla, and they're putting something on my head, calling me the Skylark Bell, she rambles. It's almost over, he says, smiling at her reassuringly. Yes, all, almost over, she says, her words echoing strangely in her head. Magpie? Magpie, are you okay? Manon is leaning over her, her eyes filled with worry. Magpie sits up. She's on the ground and Manon is kneeling next to her. Around them a crowd has formed, concern on everyone's face. Are you all right? Manon asks again. Magpie nods, rubbing her eyes. She's okay, everyone. Everything's okay, she says to the crowd, which immediately begins to disperse. What happened? asks Magpie. We were walking to the stage, and all of a sudden you just collapsed, she says. Are you sure you're feeling all right? Magpie carefully stands up and takes a moment to get her bearings. Yes, I, I feel fine, she says. But where are all the women? The ones with the red wigs and the white gowns, she asks. Manon gets a confused look on her face. I have seen no such women, my dear. Perhaps you were dreaming. She doesn't wait for an answer before suggesting they start making their way home before the sun sets. They walk home in silence, Magpie's thoughts swirling. Manon helps Magpie settle into a chair by the fireplace and brings her some tea before heading back to the caretaker's cottage. A short while later, Lucas rushes in the front door. Magpie, he shouts, kicking off his shoes. I'm in here, she says, smiling at him as he walks into the room. Manon told me you fainted at the festival today. Is everything okay? he asks, his face washed with concern. Yes, I'm fine. I, I think I just overheated a bit, she replies, standing up and folding the blanket that Manon had wrapped around her shoulders. I'm sorry I wasn't there, says Lucas, taking both her hands in his. That's the funny thing, she says. You were there. Lucas looks at her quizzically. I can't explain it, she continues, but even when you're far away, you're still with me somehow. At this, Lucas smiles. Well, it's been a day. What do you say we head up, he asks. Magpie nods and they head upstairs. I'm right here if you need anything at all, says Lucas, standing in the hallway before their bedroom doors. He strokes her cheek with his forefinger before stepping into the darkness of his bedroom. Magpie sits on the edge of her bed and looks at the moon outside her window, unable to shake the feeling that something is very, very wrong. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for Wingspan Chapter 12, a special guest, in which Magpie and Lucas entertain a very special visitor. Before I go, I'd like to thank Fate and Starling Publishing for this fantastically eerie story, as well as Canal for composing eerie, mood-setting music for this podcast. If you're enjoying this story, please consider leaving a rating or a review. 
They're both greatly appreciated. You can also support my work through a donation via my podcast provider or by subscribing to my Patreon, where you get early access to episodes as well as MP3 downloads of the music, artwork, writing, recipes, and more. Check the show notes for links. You can also find me on social media. Just check my website, theskylarkbell.com, for more information. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.